Geology, geology, geology. This is Daniel Minizini, your inquisitive geologist. Welcome to another show of the Mini Geology. And uh, we are here today to wonder how geology could have a role in the so-called sustainable development. And if yes, which role and how could we geologists uh, take action? Well, today we'll talk with Joel Gill, founder and executive director of the non-for-profit organization, Geology for Global Development, whose purpose is to champion the role of geology in sustainable development by aiming to the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, goals that represent a universal call to action to end poverty, protect the planet, and ensure that all people enjoy peace and uh, prosperity. Uh, Joel is joining us uh, from uh, UK. Welcome to the show, Joel. Hi, Daniel. It's fantastic to be here. Thank you so much for the invitation. You're very welcome. You are very welcome. The audience is uh, very keen to listen to your story and the way in which you funded this uh, geology for global development. Actually, the first question would be exactly that one. Tell us what is your story, Joel? What is the story of the geology for global development? Yeah, of course. I uh, started off doing a geology degree. And then after that degree, I had the, the privilege of being able to go to Tanzania to spend some time as a research assistant on a project looking at water programs and the reasons why some of these programs had uh, failed and the reasons why some of these projects had succeeded. And while I was in Tanzania, I was really struck by how much just a little bit of geoscience knowledge could have a transformative impact on uh, some of the communities there. Um, I saw projects that had failed because of a, um, a lack of understanding of geoscience by the, the international NGOs who have been putting these projects in place. Um, so, for example, they'd done the surveys at the, um, the end of the rainy season when the groundwater was closest to the surface and then as soon as the, uh, the dry season came and the water table dropped, those water projects stopped working and communities were forced to spend hours collecting just a small amount of water that they needed for their daily lives. And, and that time that, uh, was time they couldn't spend in school or earning an income or doing other leisure activities. Um, so I think it was really clear there that just integrating a bit of geological understanding into organizations outside of the geosciences could make a really positive impact on development in those, those communities. But for every project I saw like that, I saw a lot of other projects where earth science was involved, but those earth scientists didn't have an understanding of local culture, didn't understand the, 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 the ways in which they needed to engage across, um, across different disciplines, or maybe communicate across um, different languages. Um, and I think it was very clear that geoscience training needs to evolve and adapt to bring in some of this cultural understanding, the importance of uh, socioeconomic context into, into the way in which we work um, in order to improve our contribution to sustainable development. So I think seeing those two different sides, just how much geologists could do, but the fact that if we're going to make a good contribution, we need to be willing to reform and to integrate new skills into our um, into our toolbox as such. We have to uh, we have to therefore yeah change our education processes. And so coming back to the UK, I set up uh, Geology for Global Development, uh, really to to help do that to to mobilise geoscientists to connect into the. Um, the global sustainability community to help address some of these challenges, but also to reshape geoscience, to, to help to integrate some of these skills into the way in which um, earth scientists are trained so that we can make a more, uh, a more effective contribution uh, to geoscience. So let's see what is behind uh, this name that you chose for your organization. Let's analyze word by word. Sure. Uh, starting from development, 
the Geology for Global Development is the name of this organization. What do you mean by development? Yeah, I think for development, we are um, we are very much guided by the um, the visions that the and strategies that the United Nations put forward. So the Millennium Development Goals um, up until 2015, and then from um, 2015 onwards, the Sustainable Development Goals, this set of 17 objectives or characteristics that the, um, the global community have come together to agree uh, will enable um, communities to thrive, to, to live um, well with, with nature, um, to live well with each other, to, to have a peaceful uh, environment, but also to, um, to grow in terms of their own um, well-being, uh, health and, and well-being, uh, and all the different factors that play into that, whether it's in terms of access to education, whether it's in terms of reducing inequalities, whether it's in terms of um, ensuring resilient communities. Um, so I think we see development in that kind of multifaceted approach. So uh, uh, since uh, development may be subject to uh, different um, uh, meanings, depending on the contents, do you think that the word development has the same meaning in uh, geology for global development and in the United Nations sustainable development goals? Yeah, I think for us, it's, it's very, we're very much aligned. I think as an organization, we've been at the forefront of trying to connect geoscientists into the sustainable development goal agenda since 2015. Um, so very much focused on that, um, that aspect of, of work. Um, what I would say, I guess, is that the sustainable development goals are uh, for all countries to think about. It's not just focused on a subset of countries. Um, and I guess for, for us as a charity, we are particularly focused on um, working with those uh, in the global south. Um, and I think part of that is really responding to the, the call in the sustainable development goals to leave no one behind to ensure that there is extra support for um, those in particularly challenging contexts, whether it's small island developing states, whether it's landlocked uh, developing countries. Um, I think it's kind of a um, yeah, I think for us, we, that's where we try to focus our resources. And is this the reason why you then add this adjective, global? Why is it global? Yeah, global in the sense that it's really showing that there is a responsibility on everybody, the whole geoscience community um, in all countries to, to think about the changes that we need to make. Uh, in a very interconnected world, there are um, there are responsibilities that I have as a geoscientist in the UK to develop my knowledge, to grow my understanding and to ensure more sustainable practices here in the UK. Um, and that can have a positive impact on development, sustainable development in other countries um, as well. So I think global development recognises the responsibility of, of all countries to think about issues of sustainability. Um, but as I say, you know, particular focus on us is equipping um, geoscientists who are maybe working in or, or living in, based in the global south, to um, to contribute to sustainability challenges. The final word, the one that I really want to talk about today, geology. Which yeah. kind of geology? is the one that you're thinking about uh, when you talk about geology for global development? So I think when I, when I came up with the name, I probably naively didn't see the huge difference between geology, geoscience, earth science, and then maybe with a decade more experience, I see how different people are using those perhaps in slightly different ways. But when I use the word geology, I mean a very um, broad, um, range of uh, earth and environmental science uh, subdisciplines that come together under what some people call geoscience, but in the UK uh, we've often called um, geology. But I'm thinking, um, yeah, of a really wide array of different subdisciplines. And I think actually, the more I've worked in this field, the more I've studied the uh, the Sustainable Development Goals, the more I, I see a, a really critical role for um, hydrogeologists, engineering geologists, mining geologists, geochemists, 
Um, those who are maybe doing more academic research geology, um, there's, there's incredibly important roles for, for them to play. Uh, those who are working in the, um, the, the, the geo-energy community, um, even those, yeah, as I say, working in, in things that you think have nothing to do with sustainability. I think when you think about the importance of, of strengthening scientific capacity around the world and, and how fundamental that is to um, creating decent work, economic growth, um, health and well-being in communities, um, you see that actually the global nature of geology and the way in which geoscientists often do um, field visits, collecting samples from overseas, um, it's incredibly important that they they, they know that they have a role to play in terms of how they're working with international colleagues, the way in which they um, they partner with with institutions overseas and the, the approach that they have to their work and deliver positive outcomes as well as the, the core science that they do also. Uh, Joel, you mentioned um, several times sustainable or sustainability. Yeah. Do you want to give... Um, a meaning and significance to what do you mean what we all mean for sustainability or something in this case the development that is sustainable yeah of course yeah i mean that one of the widely used definitions came from the um the bruntland report which um published a while back now which talks about meeting the uh, the needs of today without compromising the ability of those in the future to meet their needs, um, and that certainly underpins some of the thinking uh, within the, the UN. Um, I think now when I'm talking about sustainability, often I will point to the sustainable development goals, and I will you know, suggest that actually to help people contextualize what sustainability means um, in their context, it's helpful to look at those 17 different goals and see the different, uh, different factors or different aspects of sustainability um, ranging from health and well-being to strong institutions and and positive partnerships, and uh, and and perhaps that's a sort of helpful way to to really see what sustainability means in uh, in context. You mentioned uh, now that the UN Sustainable Development Goals are seventeen. Yeah. So could could geology help with all the seventeen? or there are only a subset of uh, goals that geology can tackle? I think geology can help with all of those goals. Uh, and in fact, we have a, um, a book that will be published at the end of this year, um, which has a chapter on every one of the sustainable development goals and talks about either how geology can help deliver that goal, um, how geoscience needs to adapt in order to help deliver that goal, um, or, the, yeah, the ways in which, what that goal means for the future of geoscience. So I think there are some goals where the, it's the core understanding of earth dynamics and earth resources that can really help to deliver that goal. And I think a goal such as clean water and sanitation is, uh, is a, a you know, very good example of that. But there are other goals where the geoscience community, community needs to take responsibility for how it works, the way in which it does it, its work, uh, in order to help deliver that goal. So gender equality, for example, um, gen delivering gender equality um, means everybody has to take responsibility for that. Um, the global engineering community or the global um, ecology community isn't going to take responsibility for ensuring gender equality in the, the geoscience community. We have to take responsibility for that. So I think it's, uh, you know, we can contribute to all of the sustainable development goals, sometimes by using our fundamental geological knowledge and understanding of earth processes, and sometimes by uh, changing the way in which we work, by you know, making that contribution in our institutions and in our structures uh, in order to, to help tackle that sustainable development goals in a, in a part of the, the global community. And again, among these uh, 17 goals, which are uh, the very first ones that uh, comes to mind that the geology could really have an important impact? Yeah, of course. Um, so things like sustainable cities, 
the world is urbanizing at a really rapid pace, particularly in uh, certain regions. So Eastern Africa is a region I've worked in before, and uh, some of the cities, Dar es Salaam, Kampala, are growing at a really fast rate. And I think our understanding of the subsurface is incredibly important in terms of ensuring that those cities are sustainable, that they're built in a way in which um, they're resilient to the variety of natural hazards, that they'll face um, the impacts of climate change, but also the, the understanding of natural resources to ensure that cities um, are, are able to be built, so where the, the core um, construction materials are going to come from and how to minimise the environmental impact of accessing those construction materials. Um, to then also understanding things such as how do we ensure that that city um, tackles energy poverty, tackles uh, water insecurity issues, but in a way that again minimises impact on the, the natural environment. So, so in the, the ecosystem of a city, the development of a city, um, you can see a, a role for natural hazards scientists, engineering geologists, hydrogeologists, um, energy geoscientists, um, mineral geoscientists, um, and that's that's just one of the, the goals there. So I think that's a really great example. Um, clean water and sanitation is another example, um, and that's such an important goal when you think of the, the impact that a lack of clean water has on health, on education, on gender equality, on decent work, the ability of people to spend time in work. So I think we can make it through contributing to the water and sanitation goal, we can also help to deliver some of the other sustainable development goals. Um, so that's two, two examples where uh, a really broad array of the geoscience community can contribute. And Gerald, beyond the geology for global development, so beyond your own action, uh, how would you describe the relationship between the geological community to core and this United Nations Sustainable Development Goals? If there were like two different persons, which kind of relationship they would, would they have? I think that there is a, um, maybe a desire to work together, a desire to partner, but perhaps a, uh, a lack of understanding as to how to do that or how, how um, yeah what it means perhaps a little bit of kind of uncertainty as to what, what it is that a geologist does from the UN side and a little bit of a kind of uncertainty from the, the, the geoscience side as to how to be part of that conversation. Um, I think I think that the, the importance of sustainable development is in the UK at least and, and and you know very would really be interested to hear from from some of your listeners as to, to how different it is in other places but in the UK I think there is a really growing interest in embedding more um, material on sustainable development into the training of geoscientists and and trying to kind of connect geoscientists to to this work um, but I think to do that we need to be willing to rethink how we train geoscientists, so look at our curriculums and be willing to make some big changes. Um, and we also be, need to turn up in new places. So I think geoscientists will often go to geoscience conferences and talk to other geoscientists and listen to other geoscientists. But there are big global conferences around and meetings that are looking at the the science needed to deliver the sustainable development goals. The UN hosted one in 2018, and to the best of my knowledge, I'm fairly certain I was the only geologist in the room at that point. And they were talking about clean water, they were talking about responsible pr production and consumption, they were talking about uh, life on land, the goal that includes things such as land degradation. We were talking about energy and ensuring that uh, we meet our clean energy goals. And I find it incredible that the geoscience community aren't engaged in these global sustainability conversations. Um, we started to address that in 2019 by taking a delegation of um, early career geoscientists from different organizations, a, a colleague from Mexico, a colleague from Germany, a colleague from the UK, to um, the UN to, to, to champion the role of earth science in 
the sustainable development goals. But I think if we want to strengthen that conversation between the two, we have to be willing to turn up on their doorstep and engage in their meetings and speak their language uh, in order to really um, help ensure geoscience is connected into what they're doing. And I see that uh, one of the mottos you have, at least in your strategy plan 2017-2021, is exactly mobilize and reshape the uh, geological community. Uh, I would like to talk about this uh, reshaping and mobilization of the geological community. I would like to understand what is your sense of uh, sure. how is our geological community. It could be biased because you, you don't know the entire community, but you're exposed to, to most of it. So what are the things that you like about the geological community as you know it, and the things that they, they need to be improved? What are the things that you don't like? So I think in terms of things I like, um, Geologists have the ability to think across a really diverse array of scales. And I think that's a fundamental skill in sustainable development, the ability to think of the local, you know, what's going on in a particular community and, and how does that relate to what's going on at a global level. Um, and we do that with natural systems. Um, and actually, you know, that way of thinking, I think, could be incredibly useful um, in terms of extending that to sustainable development. Uh, I think as ge geoscientists, we are familiar with integrating diverse, um, diverse methods, diverse data types uh, to, to tackle complex problems. Um, we're used to thinking around issues of uncertainty. And all of these things are typically with the natural environment, but are fundamental to fundamental skills when it comes to supporting sustainable development. So I think geoscientists have uh, a really array, a you know, great array of, of skills that could help them to make a positive contribution to sustainable development. Um, but I think there's a lot missing in the training. So when I was doing my undergraduate course, I was studying natural hazards very much from a geological point of view. In the same university, there were people thinking of um, reducing risk to disasters caused by natural hazards from an architectural point of view, from an engineering point of view, from a social science point of view, um, from, a, yeah, from, a, from the human geography um, perspective. And never were we given the opportunity to talk to each other, to learn how to speak each other's languages, to think of or to better understand the types of data and methods that different disciplines use and actually all of the the issues with sustainability and all of the sustainable development goals are interdisciplinary challenges that can't be solved by one discipline or another so i think part of our reshaping mission is about building bridges with other disciplines creating opportunities right at the start of the the training of a geoscientist so it becomes part of their culture so that they can be part of those interdisciplinary teams that are needed to tackle global sustainability challenges. Um, so things such as how to, um, how to communicate across disciplines, how to, to communicate across cultures, how to, um, yeah, the kinds of data that a social scientist might use and, and how that then fits into the kinds of data an, an earth scientist might use. I think that's something that the geoscientist community could, could very much strengthen. And then the other thing that I think is really important for us is to understand that the way in which we work is just as important to sustainability out, um, outcomes as what we do as geoscientists. So our emphasis on technical geology is, is obviously very important and can lead to good outputs that can develop, that can result in good outcomes. But we also need to think about issues around ethics, tackling inequalities in the geosciences and outside the geosciences, um, ending issues around um, harassment, all of these and building positive equitable partnerships with those that we that we work with, particularly when you, you have a global north, global south partnership, research partnership, for example. And I think it's really important that we 
we look at how we're working and the skills that are needed to work in a better way because actually uh, yeah an equitable science partnership where um, you know all all stakeholders are treated as, as equals I think can, can have just as much of a positive impact on sustainability in both countries as the the science that they do together and the outputs the papers the reports that they produce together isn't this topic that you just mentioned right now applicable to to all the sciences uh, not necessarily to the geosciences uh, yeah of course yeah and and if if so <clears throat> if uh, this ethics they should be applied to all the sciences and beyond what what is the role model what are those uh, professional that discipline that we are looking at that they already behave uh, in a very uh, good way and that we can we could learn from that's a really interesting question i think i mean there's always going to be heterogeneity in communities with, with, with some groups, you know, working very well and, and other groups uh, less well. Um, I do think that some of the, the engineering community um, are perhaps a step ahead of us in terms of bringing in some of the, the stuff around understanding the social, political, cultural context and that being incredibly important in program and project design. So I think you know, that's something that is very helpful. I think geography as a discipline um, is much stronger in terms of embedding training in research ethics, research integrity into the training of, say, PhD students as being a part of, or even undergraduates. Um, but research ethics rarely comes into the training of geologists or, or earth scientists in the, the context that I've, that I've worked in anyway. Um, so I think there is stuff that we can learn from those disciplines, but there are also role models and fantastic organisations in the, the, the geosciences who are producing some great resources that I think we can learn from. So the International Association for Promoting Geoethics um, is a global organisation with chapters around the world and they're producing some fantastic articles, conference sessions, videos to, to in, encourage people to be thinking more about ethics and what it means as a, a geologist so research ethics but also um, other aspects of professional um, and social responsibility um, organizations such as the international association for um, geoscience diversity um, in the uk there's a group diversity in geoscience uk um, who are encouraging the geoscience community to to think about how we can broaden access to the geosciences, how we can ensure that all communities, um, all members of our community can do, um, do field work, for example, and whether it's through virtual learning, whether it's through um, field courses that are accessible for those with um, various um, disabilities. Um, and I think it's, you know, it's let's look to those leaders Let's ensure that they have our support. Um, let's resource them well through our professional societies and, and corporate sponsorship. And then um, you know, the resources that they're producing are of great value in terms of delivering that change in the, the broader community. Now, I would like to ask you on how effectively to mobilize the geological community. Uh, what we have to do in order to, to have action. And now I heard that uh, you already expressed one of those points, which I think is that the skills and knowledge to contribute to sustainable development are often are missing from the traditional education in the geological departments. So this is something you have already expressed. I would like to dig a little bit more about this point. For instance, how does a geoscientist develop a career linked to sustainable development, international aid, the things that you, that you are doing? What are the skills that he would need to learn in the educational system? Yeah, of course. Um, so I think there's a two, almost two different paths that you could go down if you wanted to make this the focus of your career. 
Um, one would be working within traditional geoscience organisations, but trying to um, have a focus, whether it's in your particular area of research or your particular area of professional practice on issues linked to sustainability or international development. Um, and that could be the, the route to do that could be um, to through your PhD to, to choose a, a field area that perhaps gives you the opportunity to start building an expertise in, um, for example, um, the geology of East Africa. Um, to be building a, a, a network with institutions working in that region. So you have colleagues that you can collaborate with who are based there. And then to think about how you um, take forward that, that work in, whether it's working for universities, whether it's working for a geological survey, such as um, I do through my day job, whether it's um, working in one of the big global um, engineering consultancies like Arup or Atkins or Mott McDonald who are involved in you know, fantastic work uh, linked to international development but drawing on the skills of engineering geologists, hydrogeologists uh, and other specialists. Uh, and I think the, 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 sorry, the second route would be to work for a non-traditional non organisation, so something that geoscientists don't normally go and work in, so that that could be an international development NGO. So one of the big global organisations like um, the International Rescue Committee, Oxfam, Save the Children, the Red Cross, um, and organisations such as that. Um, or it could be working for um, the, one of the United Nations agencies, the World Bank. Um, it could be working in policy, public policy, for a think tank or for government in one of the, the, the ministries of governments that perhaps um, is connected into issues of sustainable development or, or global affairs. Um, I think some of the skills for those two routes are the same. So to have impact, we're always going to have to understand things such as how policy, public policy is made, how policy is influenced, and how we can connect our science to um, that world of policy making. Um, and I think, you know, little exercises a lecturer could bring in such as, you know, if you've just written a, an essay or a paper on volcanic hazards and it's focused on the, the geology, you know, an extra exercise could be turning that into a one-page briefing note with minimal technical jargon that will be presented to the um, the civil minister for civil planning or something like that tomorrow. Um, and you've got to very rapidly think about how you communicate and how you put your ideas down on paper to to inform somebody who's not got a geology background. Um, so thinking through things such as policy thinking through things such as how we communicate across cultures and across disciplines. So again, if you want to ensure that what we do isn't just a, a report on a shelf, but is actually changed lives, um, good development outcomes, then I think we have to go, um, we have to be better at working in those interdisciplinary teams. Um, so the example that I mentioned earlier in terms of bringing people together in courses to to just learn how to talk to each other how to exchange ideas i think could build that capacity to work in interdisciplinary teams throughout a career um, but also i think especially for the second path in terms of working for agencies that are not traditional employers of geologists we have to learn how to sell ourselves how how do we better sell our skills in a way that that fits their language. Um, so if I say that I can study um, the petrology of, um, of rocks, you know, that in itself isn't something that's going to be on their, their list of criteria for recruiting somebody. But if we talk about that ability to work across scales, that ability to, um, to extract ideas that are local and then to build um, hypotheses about maybe how things work at a global level, um, you know, that could very much align with, with the interests of a global sustainability consultancy or international aid agency. Um, and so I think kind of thinking about how we um, set out our skills and abilities in a different way in their language is helpful. And then I also think we've got to, essentially, we've got to place the geology in 
the bigger context. So for, for, for me as a disaster risk reduction researcher, um, I've got to do some reading around the international policies for disaster risk reduction. I've got to dip into the social science literature at times to understand the, the, the core um, philosophies and you know, key papers around what makes communities uh, vulnerable or resilient to the effects of a, a natural hazard. And I don't need to be experts in those things, but I need to be able to place my geology in its, in its appropriate context so that when I go into those um, organizations for interviews, I can set out the, um, you know, I can, I can demonstrate that I understand the big picture of how we reduce disaster risk or how we manage natural resources in a sustainable way or why delivering clean water and sanitation isn't just about drilling a borehole, but it's also about working with the local community and ensuring that they have the skills and understanding to maintain a, a project. Um, so. Joel, where do I go to learn all of these things that you are teaching us? Where, where do I go? Which is the university that is giving a course that explain me with uh, thick uh, uh, brush strokes, uh, uh, this uh, basics that you are giving us? Um, so I'm not sure really that there are many um, standard courses. Um, I think things are changing. I think there's more of an integration of some ideas into, um, into training. Um, I mean, one of our reasons of working as a charity really is to try and and deliver that change. So at the moment, we are helping to build these skills through extracurricular activities, through student conferences, through university chapters where, where students can explore these skills. But one of the reasons for delivering the, the textbook that is a British Geological Survey and Geology for Global Development joint publication will be to, to help encourage these ideas to be mainstream in the training of geoscientists. How so we do we... How do we go and convince the universities to create a course like this one? Um, I mean, I think that there are already some very, very willing and friendly faces. Uh, you know, people who have been putting these principles into practice through their own research. And, and I'm you know, very confident that they will be bringing these ideas into their own teaching. Um, and you know, I think working with those allies to help kind of um, as I say, move something from being a specialist focus into a mainstream um, part of the training of geoscientists is really important. I think developing resources that make it really easy for lecturers who are often incredibly busy with huge amounts of pressures on them, you know, developing resources that they can um, take and use and integrate into their teaching very easily is very good. Um, what are you with, thinking? What are you thinking when you say developing resources more in specific? Um, so as the charity, actually, over this summer, we're developing a, a short module on geoscience and sustainable development that will have eight classes. Um, and it will be a kind of an introduction to how geoscience helps improve health and well-being, how geoscience helps to reduce inequalities, how geoscience contributes to sustainable cities. Um, and this will be a completely open access, free to use course with some key papers, videos and discussion questions. So practical activities that a, a lecturer could uh, use in their class that get students talking to each other about some of these issues. And it will mean lecturers can either take that entire module and, and use it in their, in their university or they could just take one of the classes and integrate it into their existing module. So put the class on disaster risk reduction at the end of their module on geological hazards, for example. Um, or they could take specific ideas, so specific questions or resources from the paper, uh, from the, the set of papers and, and integrate that into their teaching. But I think making, you know, producing the, this kinds of learning resources that they can embed into their teaching will help them to, um, to see how it fits into what they're doing already, that they don't need to completely redesign their module, but it's just thinking creatively about how to bring some of these ideas in. Um, and the other thing that we're doing a lot of is, is working with um, professional societies. 
So um, I work a lot with the Geological Society of London. Um, I'm a member of council at the Geological Society and took over as Secretary for Foreign and External Affairs, which includes thinking about things such as education and policy engagement. And the Geological Society have done a fantastic poster, Geoscience for the Future, which shows how earth science fits into the sustainable development goals. Um, and it, it, you know, things like this can provoke discussions in classrooms about you know, what it is that we as geoscientists can do to help um, deliver that, that global ambition. Is there anything uh, that could happen uh, in the present day uh, that could help to boost uh, all of these uh, ideas that you have in, in, in having more action? Or is it just a gradual, slow process that we have just to wait in order to change culture? Yeah, um, I, I wonder if it's if it's not one or the other, but if there's both and if there's a sense of, you know, there has to be some, some hard work, some kind of long slog in order to um, build the appropriate networks, in order to change mindsets, in order to develop the, the resources that can really help to catalyze change. But I'm sure there will also be some, you know, some particular actions that really catalyze that, that that change in a, in a much more rapid way. Um, so is it, for instance, there are so many natural disasters occurring every year. Is, is it not enough to, to cherry pick one of those and maybe associate that with a famous face that is an ally, ally and, uh, and, and start at, at another level, going at another level? Uh, being embedded into the political debate in order to change these things isn't that possible it's just a dream yeah uh, so i guess i guess the engaging say engaging in political debate is going to be something that is different country to country um and so even that will require kind of us to you know really understand the um, the, the social and political context in that region, how policies made in that region, who are the key stakeholders. Um, what we don't want to do is advocate for, for changes that do more harm than, than goods. And, and I think in terms of you know, the policies around things such as disaster risk reduction, um, you know, could it actually come in a, a whole range of things? It could be policies around land use management, it could be policies around um, well economic policies educational policies as well as the environmental policies and so i think there you know even in, with something like that there still needs to be that kind of you know really thorough understanding of context and and what's appropriate in a particular national context um you say in that i think there is you know globally there is an opportunity for organizations such as the the international union of geological sciences so the global um convener of, of, of many, many geoscience societies around the world um, to have a clearer and stronger voice on how geoscience can support sustainable development. Um, you know, be pre being present at meetings such as the one I mentioned at the UN to ensure that we are around the table with, with our colleagues from other disciplines who are trying to tackle sustainability challenges. Um, and you know, we have partnered with the International Union in order to help deliver that. Um, the International Union for Geological Sciences, um, together with the UNESCO, funded some of our engagement at the UN in 2019. Um, but I think you know, it would be great for, for them to be, to be having a really clear voice to the global geoscience community that what we do matters um, to sustainable development. Um, but this is what needs to be in place in order for that contribution to be effective. Yeah, I was sometimes I think that, um, you know, Bill Gates was talking about vaccines. He, 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 yeah. he didn't grow up in that environment, but he's talking about vaccines because he understands the importance of it. I was thinking if somebody like uh, uh, with his uh, statue could say a word about geology, it could change everything. It would bring everything at a different level. Again, it's one of these things where we need to work at different scales. We need people who um, understand that the role of 
of geology and the the importance of understanding the subsurface and and earth dynamics and earth resources to sustainability who can champion that at the global level um, to, to UN agencies to um, to world leaders um, but we also need to remember that a lot of progress in sustainability happens at a very local level um, and therefore you know even then we, we need to work with um, individual geoscientists in individual universities um, you know nationally professional societies big employers of geoscience to to look at the practices um, and the ways of working uh, in order to ensure that when a geoscientist turns up um, in a um, maybe in a remote community in in Tanzania they're working in a way that respects local culture they're working in a way that strengthens the capacity of the local geoscientists on the ground uh, and in a way that has a, a positive legacy whether it's in terms of the, the water program they're working on or the the science that they're that, that do and being shared with a broader audience so I think there's a there's a need for in a very good practice at a local level at the same time as um, strong effective champions at the global level and talking about the local uh, levels what are the practical actions that uh, uh, that you have taken to, to reach a sustainable development and, and where? That's very interesting. So in terms of us as an organization or, or me personally? or the... Yes, the organization. Well, you represent the organization. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. Well, I was thinking I'm, I'm growing vegetables outside home trying to reduce <laughs> the, the air miles to have things. So, so I wasn't sure if you meant things like that. But the... Um, uh, so as an organization, we have, um, we've done a, some things that we've done um, in terms of projects. We've helped to fund a, an MSc project for a student from Malawi who was doing research on um, water programs in Tanzania. Um, so we funded some of his thesis so that he could spend some time in Tanzania with some local uh, international development organizations. Um, in order to, so that was a project which helped to strengthen his science capacity, helped to build links between scientists in Tanzania and Malawi, and then also helped to improve the, the program, the water programs that a, um, a charity were implementing in Tanzania. Um, so that's one project that we helped to support. Uh, and another project that we helped to support was um, again, sort of focused on bringing scientists who are not just scientists, but those who are interested or um, have a stake in understanding volcanic hazards in Central America um, to a forum on dis integrated disaster risk reduction in Guatemala. Um, and so this included some indigenous leaders, it included some undergraduate students in, included some NGO uh, workers, some local authority workers, academics. Um, so we helped to fund the, uh, them to join this forum to, um, to meet with international experts um, in order to think about sustainable, um, sustainable development in the context of building resilient communities in an environment with volcanic hazards. Um, we asked each of those that we supported to reflect on what they're going to do now with that knowledge, what are the actions they're going to take. Uh, and for a lot of them it was about going back to their communities, the places that they work, and setting up local risk forums, um, groups to, to start thinking about risk reduction and the steps that they can take at that local level. Um, but I think you know for us if we could we, we were able to bring those groups together and funds people to be in the room when they wouldn't have otherwise been in the room um, and then kind of help them to then, you know, understand the, the actions that they can take. Joe, you describe, um, you have described at large the, some of the strategic objectives to mobilize the geological community so that the community can properly address and achieve this uh, UN sustainable development goals. But who's funding this effort? Where do you get the funding to do these things? Yeah, uh, for most of our history, we have operated on very low to, to zero budget. Um, so we were a volunteer network, we have no paid staff, and most of what we've done has, have, has been incredibly low cost. Um, we've had some 
fantastic partnerships right from the start. So the Geological Society of London, our professional association here, has gave us free access to their conference venue and we were able to and, and, and provided refreshments and we were able we've hosted seven conferences focused on geoscience and sustainable development, entirely focused on a, an early career um, and student audience. So we gathered probably around 700 students in total from across the UK and some internationally. We've had speakers ranging from government ministers, members of the UK parliament, um, aid agency representatives, geoscientists speaking. So it's, it's given them that opportunity to hear from different voices. So we've really benefited from, from partnerships, from the support of, of those who have given us those kind of resources. Um, in recent years, we, have, uh, we became an affiliated organisation of the International Union of Geological Sciences. Um, and we get a small grant from the, the, the union there to support some of our activities. Um, we're part of an active UNESCO um, and International Union of Geological Sciences International Geoscience Programme project. They, you know, through one of those projects, we, we've been able to access some money. Um, and then we've had individuals who have either done fundraising events in universities, um, who have, um, you know, believed in what we're doing and made donations to our work. Um, and a couple of um, businesses have given some um, have actively chosen to fundraise for us um, or, or gave us some sponsorship of the, the conferences that I mentioned earlier. So, But I think it's amazing how much you can do at low cost, actually. So producing resources, drawing on the expertise of um, volunteers in order to, if, to develop if, those. If you have the passion. Yeah, of course. You've got, I mean, if, you've got to, be, you've got to you believe in what you're doing. If By you the way, what, what is your drive? I think fun, a fundamental belief that the that geology matters, that the understanding the earth um, can result in um, better quality lives, can can result in improved decision making, um, and and altogether a more sustainable future for for people. And I think connecting a um, a love of the natural environment together with a you know, a strong belief in, I mean, I think if you read the, the opening couple of paragraphs to the sustainable development goals in, in the full UN agenda, where it's talking about, you know, the importance of dignity for all people. It's talking about you know, this, the fact that there is, for the first time ever, all world leaders have come together and articulated a, a plan of action to, to deliver a more sustainable future. Um, I think it's, yeah, it's incredibly stirring and, and incredibly inspiring. And I think that's kind of where, where this comes from, this, this passion for the natural environment together with this you know, strong belief in the, the dignity of all people and, and this, the, the, the idea that, um, yeah, things can be done better than they are now. Jill, what, what has been in this context of what you're doing, what has been your most uh, joyful moment? Uh, so I'm gonna, can I pick two? Is that okay? So two completely different scale things. So one of them was you know, right down at that local scale. Um, we were part of a project with some universities in uh, India and the uh, Geological Society of London um, and some other international partners uh, delivering a, a stools program. So, so thinking, about edu uh, thinking about landslides and earthquakes in Ladakh, in the Himalayas, um, in the, the, the Indian state of Jammu and Kashmir, and being out there in those schools and just listening to the experiences of young people their passion for issues such as tackling climate change, their desire to know more about the natural environment and what actions they can take to reduce their risk from things such as landslides was incredibly inspiring. So it's really about listening to people on the ground. Um, and then I think the other one at the other end of the scale was being at the UN in New York, um, particularly the second time we went in 2019, where, where GFGD led an international delegation of early career geoscientists to that meeting. Um, we organized the, the first side events um, in any of those forums focused on um, geology, on geoscience and its contribution, the importance of earth science education to sustainable development. And we were able to 
address that forum, to speak to that forum on behalf of the, the geoscience community, to, to advocate for the importance of earth science education at all levels, so not just people doing degrees in earth science, but integrating earth science education into um, primary and secondary education, so, so you know, from the ages of five through to the ages of, of 18, in order to ensure effective decision making around the environment at, at local and national levels and I think you know being in those different forums has been a you know a real kind of privilege for for me. And uh, what is your your moonshot? What is your moonshot now? What would we like to do? I'm so we have always had this challenge of of how do we grow in a sustainable way so we, we're preaching sustainability but we often get kind of requests to be involved in this and be involved in that. Um, and without the resources to have a full-time staff and team of people, it's, it's, it's sometimes we have to say, no, we can't do everything that we want to do. Um, and I think that there is so much potential for, for what we're doing in terms of really working with a much more global geoscience audience for, you know, delivering summer schools in the, um, in, in different parts of the world that have a focus on sustainable geoscience, for example. Um, I think, yeah, I think for, for me, really kind of growing the organization to the point where we can um, really engage effectively with the, with the global geoscience community in order to see geoscience transformed, to be viewed at that um, that UN level, at national government level and at local community level as being a great enabler of sustainable development, not a hindrance to sustainable development, not a part of the problem, but, but people knowing that geoscientists are working in a way that is um, effective, equitable um, and really delivering good outcomes for, for people, particularly those um, who are at risk of being left behind. And uh, Joe, we still have a couple of minutes. I will leave an open mic for you to pitch, to say hello, to uh, shout out, uh, to add more news, or uh, to involve the community in the way you know. The mic is yours. Thank you. So, I mean, I think the first thing I'll note is that, you know, everybody go and have a look at the sustainable development goals. Go and look at the specific targets in those goals and have a think about what are you doing in your context? What's your, you know, your geoscience practice, professional practice, research? What's your outreach work that you're doing? How does it connect to the sustainable development goals? Or how could you, in your particular sphere of influence, help to deliver some of those targets through your geological science knowledge and networks? And I think, you know, in, individuals can have a big impact and a big influence. So, so go away and have a look at that. Um, we have a, a wealth of resources on our website, so that's www.gfgd.org, or you can just Google Geology for Global Development, and, and some of those resources are really designed to help people think about what they can do and how they can connect into sustainable development. Um, or, yeah, or you can you know, contact us via our website, and, and one of um, my fantastic team, as I say, all volunteers, all working full-time in um, or doing PhDs, um, I'm sure we'll be able to kind of talk with you and, and explain some of the kind of aspects of work that we are doing. Um, yeah, but I, as I say, geology for global development is a huge passion of mine, but it's a you know passion of a lot of other people as well. And what we've achieved has been through some fantastic individuals uh, taking forward parts of our work. So our university engagement delivered by um, Emily White, who has been, was part of one of those groups, led one of those groups, and then has now coordinated those across the country. Um, fantastic individuals, but also fantastic partnerships. And the Geological Society of London and the British Geological Survey um, have both been really steadfast partners in terms of supporting what we're doing right from the start. Um, and the International Union of Geological Sciences has, uh, has really stepped up and, and supported us also. Thank you, Joel. It's such a beautiful thing to know that um, the geology for global development exists. Now we know where to go to know more about it, gfgd.org. Uh, we have been in conversation with uh, Joel Gill, 
founder and executive director of uh, Geology for Global Development. It has been so uh, exciting to know that uh, you already have an organization. I think that with a new uh, generation, we're gonna have more and more uh, people addicted to this kind of vision of uh, geology. And I really hope that our audience uh, sends you a feedback just going again to your website, gfgd.org. So this was another episode of Mini Geology. This is Daniel Minuzini, your inquisitive geologist. And thank you so much again to Joel Gill. Thank you, Joel. Thank you so much, Daniel. Thank you.